Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to Dare to Rise. I'm your host, Nicole, as always with my partner in crime, Tina Kay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're excited for tonight's uh, interview. Yes, absolutely. Tina, how's your week been going? Oh, gosh, the week's been really good. Um, The month probably too, since the last time our listeners heard from us, it will be almost a few weeks, but um, fall is in the air. It's getting cold. I just recently bought 100 bulbs that should be in the mail by tomorrow. Oh, how nice. So I'm super excited about that. Get out in the fall weather and plant some um, beautiful flowers that I can expect to see in the spring when every Everything is fresh and new again. Oh, I love that. New beginnings yeah. in the springtime. Yeah. So yeah. what about you, Nicole? Um, well, so last time that we were sharing a message, I should say, with our listeners, I got married. So um, congratulations. That Thank you. You were there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't know if you had mentioned that or not. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, but got married and then just been, you know, I love the fall time. Um, Living here in Utah, we are so blessed to have these gorgeous mountains and all of these trails around us. So my family and I have been doing a lot of um, you know, evening hikes, stuff on the weekends, kayaking, just stuff to feed our soul before the snow comes in. Um, yeah, but just enjoying what Utah has to offer and, you know, just feeding our souls and, you know, kind of leading into our guests that we have on tonight. We have an amazing, magical person on tonight um, as our guest, um, Robin Johnson. Um, she's known as the Heart Whisperer. She loves to help people connect to their heart to find healing and peace. She is certified in heart-centered therapy and and has trained with Heart Math Institute. She uses these te- techniques as she works with private clients, runs retreats for women and couples, and teaches online classes. She's also an owner at the Wholeness Network. Her heart is happiest when she is with her husband, Andrew, and their four amazing kids. As empty nesters, Robin and Andrew love hiking, which I understand that, traveling and biking <laughs> together. Robin is currently writing a book on her healing journey and the path that led her to find her heart. Robin Johnson, welcome to our show. Yay, Robin. Thank so, much. Oh, so <laughs> honored to be here. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you, Robin. How's your week been and how, what's new with you? Uh, my week has been good. It's been busy. I, um, I set a goal on November 10th of last year that I would write my book, write my story in a year. And so I have like one week left and a lot of writing. <laughs> There's a lot of Diet Coke cans in my trash. <laughs> what about chocolate? <laughs> oh, that had its own trip today. Chocolate alone. <laughs> Well, that is so awesome. I'm so proud of you for setting a goal. And uh, within a week, you're you're going to be knocking out some fabulous words and um, you'll be an inspiration to so many. I mean, we're already excited for what you're going to share with our listeners tonight, but to have it in book form too, we oh. need a signature when it's all done. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. That would be fun. I would love for you to come back on the podcast when your book is ready to be launched so we can talk about that. So um, I'm going to hold you to that, that when you're ready, come back on here, um, back to Dare to Rise, and you can share with our listeners this beautiful story that you um, are, you know, developing and creating. Super excited for that. Thank you. So amazing. So Robin, um, in your introduction, you're known as the heart whisperer. So I would love to know, and I want our, our listen, listeners to know what, how did you start that journey? How did you become the heart whisperer? <laughs> well, it, I think every healer's journey starts with their own pain. And I struggled with depression for 20 years. Um, when I was younger in my life, I had some trauma that left me pretty broken and I did not really have any tools uh, growing up. And so I just struggled to cope with all these emotions I was feeling. I I didn't know what to do with them all. And so it just seemed like the best way to get rid of everything was just to shut off from my own heart. And 
I lived life from my head. You can remember how you act happy, you know, or how you look when you're happy. You can live a lot of life from your head, but um, if anything was threatening or emotional or scary, I just, I just couldn't deal with it. I didn't know what to do with it. And so I would shut down, disconnect from my heart. And um, over time, I was like this ticking time bomb, I guess, like <laughs> this volcano that just needed to erupt. And I, I never really found that place. And finally, I told my sister, I am done. I, I cannot deal with this depression anymore. I just, I need a pill. I don't want to feel anything ever again, you know? And, and she said, well, just try one more thing before you go that route. And, and she said that because I'm very sensitive to medication. And so I had been avoiding that route because I knew it would not be an easy fix. You know, that's a great fix for a lot of people, but just because of my own personal situation, I knew it would be hard. And so anyway, I just started down this path of natural healing and um, tried, I've tried almost everything that's out there <laughs> that's holistic from Reiki to uh, later being trained in heart-centered therapy. I've done rapid eye, I've done um, tapping and all sorts of things. And it was really an incredible journey, but through that process, I found my healing and, and I don't struggle with depression anymore. And so when I found that great relief for myself, I just wanted to help others who were searching also. And so I became trained in heart-centered therapy. I trained with Heart Math Institute and um, I just the name Heart Whisper seemed to fit. I, <laughs> I, I can speak to people's hearts and I listen. <laughs> I can hear the messages in their hearts. So oh, I love that. Well, there's so much power in listening, right? Yeah. Right. When people are sharing their heartache or their their pain or even their joy and their joy and their the things that they're celebrating, you listening, you can feel that and you can you can understand that where that's coming from. For sure. So Robin, it sounds like a journey, you know, to get to the, to get to this place where you're the heart whisperer and it just feels good to hear you say that. And, you know, I know you and I have a personal relationship and you've helped open up my heart and help me on this journey of self-love and healing. Um, but for our listeners that are going through a lot of challenges in their life or suffer from being brokenhearted, what would be one word of advice or one piece of wisdom that would help them? begin that journey of self-love um, and really listening to their heart? That's a great question. And I really believe that the first step for healing is awareness because um, for so many years, I did not even realize I was disconnecting from my heart. I didn't know there was a problem. And so really we have to start with that awareness and, and being brokenhearted is certainly one state of the heart, but there are four other states of the heart. So sometimes we're brokenhearted. Um, that's easy for us to understand. Sometimes we disconnect from our heart, like I did when I was young. Sometimes we're just faint hearted. It's like we're just holding on to one little thread. We're not ready to let go of our heart, but we're not really fully connected either. Mm -hmm. And um, then the last state that's kind of a, a negative state would be to harden our heart. And that happens when we hold on to a lot of resentment or anger or judgment or, you know, those kind of um, really strong negative feelings. They really do harden a heart where we become past feeling. We can't even feel love anymore. We can't even feel compassion. Um, but then ultimately, as we heal our heart, then you become to that state of a pure heart. That's where we all want to head to, <laughs> a pure heart. So that, that's the state we desire. But I think even starting right there and answering that question for yourself, what is my relationship with my heart right now? And um, that's a really good place to begin. And then next we can look at what emotions caused you to get there. Mm -hmm. I really like that because um, 
Like I, I, I'm listening to the four stages that you are the four types that you can be kind of disconnected. But, um, I think oftentimes, at least for myself, and I'm sure some of the listeners too, you don't even realize that you're disconnected from your heart because you're focused so much on everyone else's heart. Right. Right. It's much easier to look into somebody else's life than to look at our own. Absolutely. (laughs) A great way to avoid dealing with your own issues. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Robin, one of the words that I I picked up that you mentioned that I wanted to dive in with you on is you mentioned the word compassion. Mm -hmm. And I share this with Tina a lot. I feel like nowadays I believe, or at least I feel that there's a lack of chronic compassion and empathy going on in our communities and the world right now. I, how, what is your take on that? And how can we combat this chronic lack, the lack of having empathy and compassion towards one another? You know, I really feel like the answer to that problem almost goes back to number one. I think we lack compassion because we're not connected to our heart Mm -hmm. because this is really something profound about the heart. The heart can only see people through the eyes of compassion. There's no other way the heart can see someone. And so if you have no compassion, then you are not tapped into your heart. And so we can look at that first. Um, But I've had clients that have come in with horrendous stories and I mean, things that would break your heart. It breaks my heart to listen to them, you know, and, and they're angry and they're bitter and I can understand why it's totally justified. But when I can get them to step beyond that anger and that resentment and the bitterness, and we really go into the heart and from the heart, I invite them to look at that person who has wronged them. Mm. It's unbelievable what happens. Like years of anger, hurt, resentment can be washed away because when you look at that person with compassion, you will see that they are just as broken or they're just as scared or they acted out of their own being abused or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's really... um, Compassion really can break down those walls of anger and hurt. And, and so we need to, we need to tap into our heart and it doesn't always feel safe. You know, sometimes that's the hang up for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nicole and I talked a little bit before we started today and shared that we we might feel a little emotional during this conversation because we are talking about the heart and kind of being vulnerable. And so just hearing you talk about the anger, um, because I know personally, you know, you, you witnessed and um, let me share some of the anger that I was feeling because our emotions, um, we need to feel validated that it's okay to have some of these emotions that I know for me, I was, I, I was embarrassed to have anger. I didn't feel like it was right to have anger. And so to be in a space to, that someone like you allows us to feel it, express it, and then move be, beyond it and see through these compassionate eyes and feel differently with our heart towards someone that has, um, has made things very difficult for us. So I love that. Um, I love that advice, those words that you just shared. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Robin, one of the other things Tina and I were talking about when you were mentioning and one of the um, works that we were looking at on your website and stuff, you were talking about um, compassion and how the word compass is in compassion. And I was like, where have I been? How did I, how did I not know that? So I'm just letting, I'm putting myself out there, but I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like that is so profound. And it's been there the entire time. How did I not know this? <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I think it's so beautiful. And honestly, that just came to me a few months ago. So I haven't been teaching it all that long. <laughs> you know, but one day I was just pondering compassion and, and that's, that was the inspiration that came to me. And I thought, yes, just like this compass, that a compass can always guide us home. A compass always takes us, that true north always points the way home for us. And in the same way, compassion is that true north. When we act out of compassion, 
that is always guiding us home to the truth of who we are. Because truly at our core, we are all compassionate beings. And, and life has been hard and life hasn't been fair and we've been taken advantage of and cheated on and hurt, you know. And so we just build up all these walls and we act from this point of the wall, you know. <laughs> we act out of this point of anger, but really at the core, we all understand compassion. It's, it's programmed into our essence. It's part of our heart. So it is like a compass and, and it always points you the way you'll want to go. And, and one thing I want to say too, even though we're talking about compassion, um, sometimes people feel like, but if I have compassion for this person, then that means what they did is okay. Or then, you know, how will I hold my boundary with them? And, um, Boundaries actually are created from the heart. Your heart will tell you exactly what is good for you or not. Because your heart not only has compassion for everyone else, but your heart has compassion for you. Mm. And so your heart knows, is this person going to be good for me or not good for me? You know, And the heart is the one sending those messages of where to set those boundaries. And oftentimes it's our mind that messes with that. So we're like, oh, but if we say no, they might be mad. Or, you know, if I don't do this, people, what are people going to think? And we go all into our pride and our ego. But um, so you can have compassion and still have boundaries. And, and loving someone doesn't mean you like what they did or that what they did was okay. Yeah. So you just talked about um, justifying or, or your ego. Um, one of those words anyway, it spawned me to think about um, some other teachings that I've heard that you share between um, listening to your head and listening to your heart. So could you kind of expand on that for our listeners, what the difference is there? Sure. And I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> there was a difference until I went to um, my training in heart-centered therapy, but um we started talking about that, the difference from our heart and our mind, and they have different voices. Mm -hmm. They speak to us differently. And so the heart is very um, quick. Like your thoughts come fast, they jump from place to place. The heart is very disconnected. Almost like if you know music, a staccato note, just you tap it and you move on, you know? And so mm -hmm. the heart, the mind is like that. And the mind is all about the story. Because the mind's going to prove you're right. It's going to prove they're wrong. It's going to justify your actions. It's, you know, it always wants to defend you. And, and it's interesting because the job of the mind is to keep you safe and protect mm -hmm. you. The job of the mind is not to make you happy. That's not oh. its job. So that's your heart. Your heart will make you happy, but the mind is going to keep you safe. And so the mind is always on guard or danger, da, 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 and, and so it responds differently. But when you get out of the mind and you allow yourself to sink down into the heart, you're going to have a very different experience. And the first thing is the heart is very slow. Like compared to the mind that's so fast, the heart is very slow. There's a beautiful, slow, peaceful wave in the heart. And where all the notes and thoughts were staccato in the heart, they're legato. Is that the right word? We're like, they're all connected. And so there's this beautiful flow of thought. And the heart speaks to us in truth. There's no other way the heart can talk to us. So sometimes the answers from the heart are so simple. Like if you ask the mind, am I ready to forgive that person? The mind would say, hey, but don't forget they did this and don't remember when they did this and you might not want to get in that situation again. And da, 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 You know, that would be the mind. If you ask the heart, am I ready to forgive this person? The answer could be yes. That's beautiful. That's it. So, <laughs> so I think for people that um, are just getting started and, and listening to this uh, this interview on 
connecting to your heart, that can feel a little scary, like to think that your head is going to keep you safe. Your heart teaches you how to be happy. So how do you get past um, finding the happiness and and not not um, worrying so much about the headspace game that you put yourself in? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Because I know all of us want to stay safe and that um, almost prevents us from being happy. <laughs> that weird? <laughs> well, it's funny because one of the possible titles for my book is the 12 inch journey. And I don't know that that's what it'll be called, but it's that going from the heart to, I mean, from the head to the heart, that's, it's tricky. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that the heart does not want us safe. So your heart still will protect you. And that's why the heart will set up those boundaries for you, you know, but it does feel a little bit like you're free falling in the beginning. <laughs> I, I even remember in class, you know, I went to this training, this heart centered therapy, and I was all guarded. Like I didn't know these people. I didn't know if this training would be weird. I had all my walls up, you know, and I was sitting there with my arms full. <laughs> and after like four or five hours, I was like, you know what? This is a room full of people that all want to learn how to heal from the heart. It is probably a safe place. And so I just started trying that in class to just open my heart. And I know that sounds so elementary and so basic, but I just hadn't given myself permission to do that before, you know. But there are some incredible qualities and gifts of the heart that... I feel like people say they feel vulnerable with their heart open. I'm at the point now, I understand the heart so well. I feel vulnerable if my heart is shut. Because your heart is that connection to truth. It's that connection to love and compassion. And your heart is your divine connection. Um, And the heart is actually the magnetic field and the electric field of the heart is a hundred times, even 5,000 times stronger than that of the mind. Wow. So science would tell us that if you can change either the electric field of an atom, or if you can change the magnetic field of an atom, you can actually change the content of the atom and the heart can do both. Wow. So is that what you would tell to people? That's why it's so important. Why you want people to have a relationship with their heart then, Robin? Is that why that's so important? I feel like our heart is our superpower. You know, if we wanted to dream for something that would just make us more than we naturally are, I feel like our heart is that. And the mind is beautiful. I, I don't want to ever make it sound like I'm dissing the mind because the mind is powerful and we need it to keep us safe and to plan our days and to construct our schedules. And, but when the heart and the mind are in alignment, that's what we're looking for. Hmm. It's not that we're going to only listen to the heart or only listen to the mind, but when we can get them both in alignment and we are living from our heart in truth, that is where the peace and the power comes from. Wow. No, I think that's pretty powerful what you're saying. Um, So what would you say to somebody who, you know, is struggling with that? What's, what is a first step that somebody, what are steps that somebody can take to start on that path to getting their heart and their mind to align with one another so that it's more of a cohesive situation? I think learning to trust the heart is a process, you know, and I think we can take baby steps. We really can. And sometimes maybe if you've trusted your heart in the past and then a relationship didn't go well or something, you might feel like, oh, I'm never listening to my heart again. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all had those moments. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, we feel like the heart gets us in trouble sometimes. (laughs) I want you to consider there might be other factors in that scenario that are making that relationship go wrong. Yeah. Um, but a beautiful way is just to really start listening to your own heart and, 
And sometimes I will simply in the morning, I have a little morning routine and sometimes I'll just ask my heart if it has a message for me. And I, I write that down, whatever it says, I write it down. Um, sometimes, you know, start practicing on little things, <laughs> uh, like plan out your day. And then once you have your schedule in front of you, just say heart, you know, is there anything I should rearrange? Is there anything that's not important on my list? Or is there anyone that's more important than my list? Oh, I love that so much. I love the taking the time to kind of check in within yourself because we're in such a hustle and bustle of the day. Um, if you're working, if you're, you know, a mom, you know, you're running a business, we're just so, so in the rush of life that we don't take, you know, sometimes even just five minutes just to check in. And I just love that just to check in and ask my, you know, ask internally, what message do I have for myself? I, I find that very powerful in a sense that we have that ability to check in within ourselves. Yeah. Yay. No, I really do love that. So um, when we were looking at, you know, all of the great work that you're doing with the Heart Whisperer, when this quote stood out to me and I wanted to dive into this with you a little bit, you know, you stated on your website. um, So I want everyone to make sure they go check it out. um, Check out Robin's website, but you stated in there that living from the heart is a beautiful aspiration that takes conscious effort. And I made that immediately made me think of being mindful and mindfulness and that to really get in tune with my heart space, I need to be make a conscious effort, like you said, and really like you were just sharing, take five minutes to really check in with myself. So I wanted to dive into that with you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. And, um, one of my my favorite books is The Alchemist. Have either of you read The Alchemist? That's one of my favorite books, oh, Robin. No joke. Yes. <laughs> I found that book so um, transformative in my in my younger years when I read it for the first time. It was like, where has this been my whole life? And just the a lot of the meaning, the deeper meanings behind parts of it. Yes. And I, I don't have it in front of me, so I, I hope I don't mess this quote up too bad. But, you know, you, you'll recognize that that is a journey of trusting the heart. The alchemist, that, that young man kept trying to trust his heart. And he's like, no, 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 you're not doing a good job. I'm taking back the reins. You know? And then you're trying to trust his heart and then things would happen. And he, he didn't. And the most beautiful quote to me, and it, it said something like the boy and his heart had had gained a relationship together and neither one was capable anymore of betraying the other. Oh, I love that. Oh. And I think that's such a beautiful aspiration, you know, to get to that point that I trust my heart so implicitly that even if it tells me to do something that makes no sense. And sometimes that's how it feels like you are crazy, my heart, you know, but I'm going to trust it anyway. And, and a piece of that is truly knowing that your heart has your best interest in mind. Your heart has this purity that you cannot match with the mind. And so your heart's going to look out for you. I love that so much. I'm sitting here like digesting everything you're saying. It's so, um, it really is profound and powerful and things that I've, I've, I have not personally thought of myself. So I, again, part of why I was so excited to have you join Tina, Tina and I tonight is part of your journey with everything, um, that you've been sharing. And I wanted to know what inspired you to start listening to your heart. Was there a situation or just, you know, kind of what you were sharing with battling depression? Is that really the catalyst that was like, I'm going to start in tuning into my heart and I'm going to let that lead the way. And that's what got you to where you are today. Like what, how did you do that? Well, um, in my, in my training in heart-centered therapy, the teacher, her name is Alea Chickley. Um, so anyone interested in heart-centered therapy, that's taught by the Chickley Institute. And Alea is the one that created the process. And it's a talk therapy, but it, it helps you connect to your heart. And then you ask people questions and they get the answers from their own heart. And it's just beautiful. But um, I felt... I. 
I felt kind of justified, I think, in living with my little walls around my heart and all my protection and all the dead bolts on the heart, you know. And then when we got to class, she told her story about her life. And it was just one of the most uh, painful stories. I feel like she had gone through one of everything, one of everything no girl should ever have to go through, you know, in her life. And, and yet there she was teaching with this beautiful, big open heart. And I was just so inspired. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I had her life, I would have a million walls. Like I might have 50 or something, but I would have a million. And and just to see that she had that capacity to get beyond it, beyond it all. And, And it's not like she was even broken still. You know, she was healed. She was whole. And... And I had tried many modalities up to that point, like I said, but when I got to heart-centered therapy and saw how it really just went to the core of the issue and you could heal it at the core, that's when I really felt the power of the heart Mm. and what it could do for me personally, what it could do for my clients. And at that point, I, I didn't want to shut my heart down anymore. And I use the analogy that it's like going from a black and white TV to a color TV. (laughs) You know, like if you had a little black and white TV and you turn the sound off and you're just watching. And there's no, no excitement, no sadness. You know, how long would you watch a show like that? We wouldn't. Yeah. But nowadays we have these huge big screens and surround the sound and it's full color and high definition and the sound is everywhere and you just have this full rich experience and and that was literally the difference that I felt shifting from being disconnected from my heart mm-hmm. to living connected to my heart. Like all of a sudden the world was just so rich and so full. I didn't want to go back. It gives me goosebumps because listening to you talk, it's that freedom to love yourself and um, giving yourself permission to love yourself. And I, I feel like through some of the retreats and interactions that we've had, that's, that's where most of us are, you know, when they, when they come join you and, and seek, um, seek some counsel, seek some um, advice on how to connect to your heart is, is um, not feeling like we deserve to love ourselves even. So what, what would be something that you would um, tell somebody to think about when they're just at that place where they don't feel like they deserve to be loved even by themselves? Yes. Oh, well, these are such great questions. (laughs) You guys are amazing. You're amazing. And I just have to say, dare to rise. What an incredible platform. First of all, um, but for people to be able to dare to rise, I, you are going to need your heart. I will just say that. Um, but yes, loving ourselves, we have so many misconceptions about that. You know, people think, well, if I love myself, then I'm prideful. If I don't want to become conceited. I don't want to be a narcissist. I don't want to be. And, and there is like a a world of difference between loving yourself and becoming a narcissist. They are miles, (laughs) miles apart. And so um, to me, loving myself is step one. And um, a lot of times what happens is we don't have a love for self. And so we're trying to get other people to fill that void within us. And the problem is, you know, it works for a time like, oh, this person loves me, then I am lovable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this person, oh, I am lovable. But then what happens if that person turns away or turns about or breaks up the relationship? Now you're just back to that void. And, and sometimes we numb that pain with addictive substances or, you know, other painful behavior, harmful behaviors. Um, So it's really important that you start first with yourself, that you find that place within to love and accept yourself. 
And that is not easy, I know. But when you can love all your good and equally love all, we'll call it bad in quotes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even see it as bad, but we'll, we'll use that term, right? When you can say, I accept that all of this is part of me. Mm. There's oh. so much peace. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect to love yourself. But we are all worthy of love. And you know, when we deny our own self-love, we are denying our own heart because that's what our heart would have us do is to love ourselves. Oh, Robin, so, you're so amazing. She is. So <laughs> I'm like you like, well, Terry, <laughs> right? Like that's so powerful because it's so unfortunate that I think everybody's been in a phase of life where they struggled with self-love, right? And yeah. loving ourselves. And there's, you, you mentioned a little bit ago about vulnerability and being vulnerable is scary shit, to be frank. Like <laughs> to be vulnerable is scary. And even with that, with when even if that's within yourself, like what you were just saying, Robin, like it's not, it's not easy, or I should say it's not comfortable to look within yourself and like really dive into the hot messness, I'll call it of who you are. That's a great (laughs) phrase. (laughs) I understand. I, I, (laughs) I know from experience, but like the hot mess part of yourself and then like the part that you like about yourself, but accepting that this is who I am and that's beautiful. And that's a great. And when you're able to accept and love yourself, that's how you're going to be able to have those real, real authentic relationships in your life. Um, and even that authentic relationship with yourself. Yeah. And really learning how to love must begin within. So when I meet someone that tells me, I love you so much, I just don't love myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're not capable of loving me. They can Mm -hmm. say the words, but if they don't know how to love themselves, they don't know how to love me either. And so it's it's important to realize that, um, that we must look inside. And in fact, I feel so passionate about this very question. In February, I am doing a one day intensive retreat. And this is the sole topic, learning to love and accept yourself. So February, 2021? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure we, we get that information out there. And, you know, Robin, listening to what you're saying, I am a mother of two little boys and what would your advice be to parents, you know, or, you know, raising children? Cause you know, I can only speak to how I was raised and, you know, it took me a long time, honestly, you know, as I've gotten older in my life, um, to accept me for who I am and like really love myself. What can we do for our children or what would you, you know, give advice for, you know, people that are parents. And even if you're not a parent, what advice would you give for people to help them start working and, you know, helping them, encourage them to be on that path to, you know, loving who you are. (laughs) You know, I think, uh, I think many times we say we love people and we say we love our children but there's kind of an if at the end of that statement I love you if you do what I say (laughs) I love you if you behave a certain way and I love you if you get the good grades and you know I love you if and 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 maybe that is a type of love I don't have a word for but if I think of unconditional love that's not it Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Unconditional means there are no conditions on your love. And I think if we could let our children know they are always loved. Um, Now, their choices may bring about certain consequences. But that choice and consequence, those are actions that is separate from how I love you. You know, and so, uh, and sometimes I've even said to my kids, you know, I'm sorry that you chose that because <laughs> you just picked a really hard path of learning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're going to have consequences for a month over this one. But if that's how you wanted to learn that lesson, 
uh, I'm going to support you by enforcing the consequence and just know I still love you. Mm-hmm. And that was a doozy, you know, because ultimately we all, we all get one life, mm-hmm. you know, and one day I, I believe one day I'm going to stand before my maker and say, this is what I did with my life. Right. And I do not have to account for my child, for my husband, for my parents. I mean, I can account for how I parented and I can account for how I love people and my relationships with them. But I don't think I'm going to be held accountable for the choices they made. And so I, I really have hoped that my children have felt free to make the choices they want in life. And I, we try to help them understand consequence because you don't want to just be crazy and not realize the trouble <laughs> they're going to get in. Right? right. But I think it's a very important distinction to love our children unconditionally and yet still set boundaries on their behavior and help, you know, nurture them and guide them as they grow. No, but, I, but I hope my children never question that I love them. I love, I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, with everything that you got going on, the Heart Whisperer, the Wholeness Network, um, what inspired you to create those platforms? And kind of, um, we touched on the Heart Whisperer, but you know, the Wholeness Network. How did you, you know, how did that come to be? Well, um, so remember growing up, I I really didn't have any tools, and so I really struggled a lot on my own, and um, I just. I just have such compassion. Ah, this can make me cry. Oh, I've been doing so good. <laughs> Joy, that's the, the three of us have now shed a few tears for oh, the listeners that can't see us yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm writing my book right now, and so it, it's just bringing up all the trauma and drama of dealing with this for you know 20 years without any help. So. My heart is quite tender to that. I just know. I just know there are people out there who are struggling and they do not have the resources to find help. They don't know where to go to find help. They don't know who to trust. And um, within my realm of people, there are so many trustworthy, amazing healers that I know. And so we wanted to create a platform where we could host their information, let them teach little mini classes, let them speak, do like TED Talks for wholeness and healing, you know? I love that. Um, And host it on a platform that was really affordable and accessible for people. So you can join the Wholeness Network for $4.99 a month. And you have access to this entire library of resources, podcasts, meditations, classes, just so so much inspiration. And, And it may not replace a counselor. It may not replace the need for... Um, medicine or, you know, other things, but I just wanted to empower people that they have the ability to make a difference in their mental health, in their happiness, in their life. We all have that kind of power within us. Um, And every person on the network, I could vouch for a hundred percent. You will find nothing but truth and light on that. Um, so. Robin, you truly are the definition and Tina, I know you, 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 you'll jump in here, but what dare to rise represents and what dare to rise our platform is about is everything that you just said. Mm-hmm. People, you know, you taking, you know, using inspiration and sharing that with your community, wanting to help people and make this world a better place with your love and your insight. And you know what, you are that place. So if anyone's, you know, lost or hurting and not knowing where to go, they have the heart whisperer. So you created that. That's amazing. Like truly, I, you know, you took your pain and you made it into something really beautiful. And I just have to acknowledge that and just you should be so proud of what you have created because it's going to really change and impact people. Thank you. That's very kind of you. 
You know what I want, what I feel like doing and Robin, I know that you'll indulge me. Is <laughs> I, I really feel like our list, this is what I want to do right now. And I feel like our listeners need to do this too, but just what you've taught me is to just to place my hand over my heart and just pause and breathe mm-hmm. and just connect. And I really hope that the listeners right now just do that for themselves. Yeah, and this this is another simple step that you can do just to calm anxiety, to connect to your heart, exactly what you just described. Um, put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, take some deep breaths. And as you breathe, breathe that, let that breath come in and out through the heart. And as you do that, it's going to bring all the systems of your body into coherence. And even just connecting to the, to the heart and breathing through the heart and thinking of one positive emotion. Maybe you just want to think about joy or your passion for life or feeling safe and content. But as you breathe that emotion into the heart, it will just radiate through your whole body and bring such a depth of peace. Oh, namaste, Robin. Namaste. <laughs> no, I love that so much. I think that was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I really have. Well, before we let you go and everything, I wanted to ask you so far in your, your journey, which is going to continue with this book that we're going to have you come back on and tell us more about and everything, but what can you, I can imagine there's so much, but what have you learned so far? What have you learned about yourself or what have you learned about the heart and your journey? Um, in writing the book specifically or just in my life? Either one, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Um, well, writing the book has been powerful to get all of that story out because when your story is just bottled up inside of you, it's, it's hard to heal, you know, it's still there. So getting the story out has been very powerful. Um, but I think what I have gained the most in this process of healing with the heart is they say that a lot of people don't want to go back to the trauma of their lives because they don't want to feel the pain. But the truth is you've already felt the pain and you live with that pain every day on a subconscious level. If it's not conscious, we carry that pain with us every day. So you have felt the pain. The only thing you haven't felt is what life would be like beyond that pain. Mm. And that's what the heart has done for me. Listening to my heart, healing from my heart, connecting to my heart. It has helped me release the pain and move beyond that pain and depression in my life um, to a beautiful new space. And, And that space is available for every one of us. It has nothing to do with me. Robin, that's so courageous. I have to tell you, because Tina knows I can see her face. (laughs) Like I have told Tina that on many occasions, like she's able to be vulnerable in a way that is just, it's crazy how vulnerable this, my partner in crime. (laughs) It's true. She's able to be so vulnerable and really face things that have been painful in a way that I find inspiring, but it also scares me because there's certain things in my life that I've gone through um, that I tell her, I can't even, I refuse to think about it because I start thinking about it and I immediately, it's like a wall, like you were sharing, a wall goes up and fear sets in and I just feel so uncomfortable with that. Instead, I just push that away. And that's why I look at Tina sometimes and I'm like, I am so in the presence of this amazing person that chooses to be my friend because she's just so brave that she tackles things on, on a real deep level because matters of the heart are real and they're painful. And um, everything you're saying, I'm like, check, check. I need to do that. But when you're fearful how do you move past that like truly like if you're fearful with some of of facing the past how do you move past that well that's one of 
that's my job as a heart whisperer. I hold that space for you, you know, and um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, uh, oh, she's a great person, but she said, I never go into my soul unaccompanied. Oh, I I love that because it is scary, you know, and and me in the beginning, I mean, I was terrified to open up my heart. And I think what you're terrified of is that emotion is just going to come out and overwhelm you and you will, you'll turn into this pile of nothingness. You won't be able to function in the face of that pain, right? But that's not really the truth. That is our fear. It's not the truth. Mm. And, um, oh, I have a quick story about my daughter. Should no, I please share. share. Absolutely. Okay. But, but before you do, let me just say, I yeah. am a graduate of Brave Hearts, Nicole. So that, <laughs> did, that did help me along my journey. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> yes. And we, that's what we do at Brave Hearts. We, we stand there and we hold you and we help you face that pain and we walk you with you as you move through it and beyond it. And people really do move beyond it. And thank you for adding that, Tina. Um, You're welcome. But I tell this story about my daughter. She lived in Australia and so far away and had ended up going through a divorce. It was not what she wanted. Her husband made some really hard choices. And as a mother, I was terrified because Here's my daughter halfway around the world, brokenhearted, no family, no support. You know, what in the world do I do for her? And one day um, I just felt it in my heart, you know, like, oh, she is not having a good day. And so I called her and I said, what is going on? And she's like, mom, how do you know halfway around the world? (laughs) You know, and I said, what is happening today? And she said that she woke up just so sad to wake up alone, you know? And so she lived by the beach and she walked across the road and sat on the shore of the beach and she just started crying. She didn't know where to go or what to do. And she just started crying and she was so sad. She just said it out loud to nobody. I'm so sad. And, and then she sat there and I'm like, Chrissy, I'm so proud of you. You know, what did you do next? And she's like, well, the more I sat there crying, then the badder I got. And so I just yelled out, I'm so mad, you know, and just yelling to the ocean and just crying and letting that anger go through her. And I said, that's incredible. That's beautiful. What happened next? And she's like, then, you know, under the anger, I just realized I was more sad than mad. And so I just kept crying and, and was really sitting there with my sadness. And I said, honey, that is amazing that you just faced that head on. I said, what happened? And she said, you know, after about 20 minutes, I thought, I'm sick of being sad. He doesn't deserve any more of my life, you know. And she got up and took a walk along the beach and went home and got ready for work. And to me, that when she told me that story, I knew she was going to be okay even halfway around the world because she was not afraid to look at that emotion and feel it because the emotion is going to flow through you right now you felt the emotion and it got stuck you held on to it because it's painful and you don't know what to do with it but when you give yourself permission to be mad and to be sad and to be upset and let that emotion wash over you and wash through you, then you can move on. It's beautiful. Very beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that though about your daughter. I, when you were describing, you know, everything she was going through, I'm like, she is so brave and she's so strong and she is powerful. I felt like that was powerful for her to face these scary emotions is what I'm going to label them as, but that was a powerful moment for her to come to that realization and to take that head on. That was, that's amazing. Yeah. And she was able to be self-aware enough to kind of navigate herself by herself, navigate through that and come to the conclusion she did. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. 
No. So Robin, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. You've given me a lot to think of and I just appreciate, we both do, Tina Kay, I'm going to speak for you too, but we yes. really appreciate you taking the time tonight to come share your message and your your beautiful word and everything. Um, I want to make sure our listeners know to please make sure you check out Robin's website and follow her social media platforms. Um, you can learn more about Robin and the work the magical work, I'm going to call it, the work that she does, theheartwhisperer.com. Um, so just make sure you go there. And also, um, you can also find more information on the Wholeness Network um, at the wholenessnetwork.com. So please make sure you go out there, support Robin. And always, Robin, we really appreciate your time. And I plan to be talking with you soon, both Tina and I here again. So thank you again Great. so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. This is a beautiful platform and I feel your hearts and they are magnificent. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Okay, Nicole. Hi, Tina Kay. (laughs) That was amazing. I'm so glad that we had Robin on tonight. Um, I felt her. I had goosebumps uh, several times while she's talking. And, you know, like I mentioned, I'm a graduate of her Braveheart program. I went through it um, last year, right after, right between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, which was... I remember. Yeah, perfect time. And um, really being open to um, healing and learning to love myself and to listen to my heart. And I hope the listeners take a moment, whether it's, you know, while they're listening to us and even through the week, um, just to connect to their hearts. And it's hard. It's not easy, but just little baby steps, like Robin said. No, I I agree. And I think the big thing throughout the conversation was you know, compassion, empathy, being vulnerable. Um, definitely a lot of, you know, don't let fear keep us in, keep us in a place of being stagnant in our lives, um, in relationships and everything, um, you know, being willing to be vulnerable. Um, she's got a beautiful message and I really loved having her on too. Like that was, I think with everything going on in the world, you know, us coming from a place of compassion. Like I said earlier, I really do feel like we lack chronic empathy and compassion. (laughs) And I loved everything that she talked about with um, compassion and the compass. I know that sounds so silly, but I found that so profound when she said that compass, I was like, where have I been? Like, oh my goodness. And isn't that so true that, you know, the compassion, you know, it, it guides us, right. It, it takes us to, um, a, a positive place, right. If we're leading with compassion, you know, only good and positive comes from that. And where we're at, we need to find things that unite us. And if we're leading with compassion in our, in our communities and in the world, that's, you know, a great way of getting there. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just to even think, we always talk about we're on life's journey and yet we use a compass to help us direct us when we go on a journey in the mountains or traveling. And so it makes sense just to use um, our heart and as a compass to what that journey looks like and how we look at others and how we share compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. So. I love how she keeps the heart space when people are healing. I know she did that for me and, um, and it was a safe place to be when she did that. Um, and what I appreciate about your friendship is, uh, I'm able to share some of my emotions or feelings that I am experiencing during the week or the month. And, and you listen to me and let me feel those emotions so that I can move forward. And so I just want to, publicly thank you for doing that for me um but that's what dare to rise is all about you know just being there for each other and listening and loving and holding the space yeah supporting one another and i always appreciate you being you know feeling safe and and being able to feel vulnerable with our dynamic and i hope everybody has a friend or a family member in their life that they're able to be vulnerable and be able to you know lean on in times um where they're struggling you know or they're just you know needing a little bit extra support i hope everybody has that um in their lives and everything and i just want 
to, you know, we're going to share with what our call to action is for, um, for today. Do you want to dive into that? Well, our call to action is definitely listening and paying attention to our heart for we encourage all the listeners out there to practice compassion, practice empathy with each other. Um, it's very easy to find the things that um, divide us. Yep. Um, but I think leading with our heart, we will find all the opportunities that actually unite us, especially at this time of year. Yeah. So we encourage our audience to connect to your heart and identify those things that unite yourself to your family, um, to your friends. Um, but we encourage you to do that with much love. Yep. As always and stuff. So until next time, everybody, thank you again for tuning in and listening and supporting us. And please, again, make sure you go check out Robin's information, theheartwhisperer.com and the wholenessnetwork.com. And until next time, you know, always dare to rise. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tina Carr. <laughs> <laughs> And what I do, this is what I gotta do to prove myself to you, baby, up on the cliff, and you're the one that saved it.